Welcome to Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob. And I'm Phil. And we welcome you to our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob Mossing. I'm here with Phil Mosier. Phil, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good to see you. Doing great. Yeah, good to see you. I know you're uh, at a conference, so you're in a hotel room. So a little background there uh, change for you. Yeah, so I don't have my Eagles stuff on the, in my background here today, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in a hotel in Santa Clara, California uh, for the uh, Fleet uh, Forward Fleet Safety Conference. So, oh, that sounds different. exciting. You and your Eagles yeah, no, got a lot great. to be happy about, my friend. Yeah, uh, so far, Mike, so far. So we'll, we'll see. It's a long season, so. Yeah, in reference to uh, being from Philadelphia, the Eagles are what eight and O? Are they nine? Eight and o? no, they yeah, eight no, eight no. The Good only undefeated team left. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's going to last, but hey, we'll take it while we can. Indeed, that's right. And uh, Mike Pitcher, we have a special guest, Mike Pitcher, on uh, to uh, uh, tell a story. Uh, this is a uh, fleet safety. We uh, constantly talk about distracted driving, and Mike has a great um, uh, story to tell that, that is, is going to talk about this. Even though Phil and I talk about distracted driving a lot, as long as there are drivers out there who are distracted by whatever may be distracting them, be it a phone, usually technology, or their uh, device, any device in their vehicle, or even their dashboard, um, we are going to keep talking about it and trying to keep, uh, keep that from happening. Um, Mike, would you like to uh, introduce yourself, say a few things, and uh, give a little background? Sure. Um, you know, I know both you guys from the fleet industry for a long time. I was with Lease Plan. I came from uh, I came from Dell Computer, where I knew nothing about fleet, uh, and came over in 2004 to Lease Plan, running sales. And then in 2000, I had the the benefit of uh, two weeks before the financial crisis, becoming the CEO of Lease Plan. Uh, when all the money dried up and went through that period of, of, with lease plan. And then I was the CEO of lease plan for about nine years. And uh, obviously we in the fleet industry meet on a regular basis, Phil's out in California at a safety conference. Uh, all of us have been to NAFAs and AFLAs. Uh, and I really got involved a, a great deal into the safety aspect when I was the CEO of lease plan. We managed about, you know, 300, 350,000 vehicles and, uh, that was the advent of kind of, you know, cell phones and smartphones and people started texting. And, you know, we saw this really crazy uh, spike in both accidents and unfortunately fatalities. So it's something I've become very passionate about. Uh, you know, my, my passion is on two things, really, leadership development and uh, kind of distracted driving. Yeah, no, uh, Phil, we've talked a number of times about the statistics of a uh, number of crashes and fatalities uh, recently. A lot of that's from distracted, perhaps, um, um, you know, using any kind of medication while driving. What are your thoughts on that? So, Matt, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. No, so yeah, the numbers are up, uh, just horribly up. Uh, the highest numbers we've seen in 20 years. Um, you know, for 2021 and 2022 is looking even worse. And there are any number of reasons. I think that distraction and impairment are, are some of the leading causes. But yeah, people became so used to using their devices during the shutdown. Now they're uh, they're they're addicted to them, 
and it is causing problems. You know, when I when I get the opportunity to speak on the subject at ANAFA, I do some things with insurance companies and some other people and talk about it. You know, they just released the 21 numbers, as we all know. You know, there's a big lag behind when you get the data and they, 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 they've scrubbed it and feel really clean. But 2021 was was almost, you know, 43,000 people died on the roads. It's like a 10.5% increase on the previous year. And, and one of the things that I, I speak about when I talk about distracted driving is, yes, I know the numbers, like nine to 10 people die every single day distracted in their cars. But law enforcement will tell you that number's got to be really way underreported. And, and law enforcement will tell you they think like 50% of highway fatalities have something to do uh, with a smartphone, right? Because they don't have the forensic abilities to determine every single one. So we know it's an addiction. We know every time a new group of teenagers uh, become drivers that, that they live on that cell phone. And, you know, it's the, the statistics are just scary because 120 times a day, somebody's getting a knock on the door that says their family member, brother, sister, mom, dad, the, their children are not coming back home because 120 times a day, somebody's dying on our highways. Now that's not all distracted. That's just deaths on the road. Uh, but again, we know that a big chunk of that is distracted in some way, cell phone, eating, medication, uh, whatever that is. But I, it's, it's just a bad situation and it's only getting worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of uh, the work that I know that you've kind of been involved in, Mike, is, um, um, you know, having legislation about um, not using a cell phone while driving. Yep. Um, Phil and I will will talk about that often. Um, and, and while that's a win, um, you know, still allowing hands free conversations or phone calls um while they're not holding the device in their hand, they're certainly not texting if that's the legislation and, and we've we've solved that problem. We still have the problem of having distraction of having a conversation on the phone, even if it's a hands-free device or through the uh, through the dashboard with Bluetooth or whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, not taking away the legislation wins of, of you know, having a hands-free device or not using a, a, a device while, while driving. Um, you know, still being distracted from the conversation. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, I I worked uh, with the Georgia Georgia legislature to pass the hands free law that was passed in Georgia, and it was an educational experience for me. So it was really about kind of learning. And right now, there's about 24 states have hands free laws. And do I think that is the be all end all of safety for driving? I do not. I think that. Still the conversation that you're having on the phone, the points you bring up of being distracted. So even if you're just talking on the phone and it's hands free, you know, your vision actually shrinks. Your peripheral vision actually shrinks when you're having a conversation from the cognitive part of how your brain works. Right. And so many people tell me about, yeah, I drove for 25 minutes home on the phone the whole time. I don't even remember a red light or a stop sign. My body is like on autopilot, right? I'm driving home and, and that situation. So we know it's better. Is it the be all end all of safety that's hands free? No, because you're still on the phone. There are still issues with it. 
And I try to talk to people about limiting conversations. Just try to make, you know, the lease plan put in a hands-free, no texting, no use of the phone while you drove. And some people used to consider that draconian, but there are big companies like Shell and UPS and other companies that don't let you use the phone at all. Doesn't matter hands-free, whatever, they just don't want you using the phone. And that's the fix. But instead of going all in with that, I, what I advise people is just make the conversation that comes through as short as you can possibly make it or tell somebody you'll return the call uh, when it's safe. You know, at any given moment, there's like 700 to 800,000 people using a cell phone in their cars. You see it every day. You drive on the road, you look right, you look left, people veer in different directions. It's really crazy out there. But I, what I, part of my story is, is just make that call as brief and get on and off as possible because you are, you're susceptible to so many different things. But when we talk about those deaths, we know it's booze, alcohol, belts, people that don't buckle up, speed, and then distraction. The issue of distraction is it's all 100% preventable. And we know it. If, it, if you aren't distracted, if you didn't choose to make that choice, there are thousands of people that would still be among us. And that, that's a very good point too, Mike. So, so that's a choice. That's a choice every driver makes. And here's the thing. I say, you can say, okay, I'm going to be a safe driver, but then you have to make that choice over and over and over again during every drive. Because when that phone does go off, do you choose to answer it? Yep. Or do you choose not to answer it? Do you choose before your drive that you silence your phone completely? Or do you use some technology that's going to, you know, squash the call so that you're not even receiving that call? You know, so it, that these are the choices that drivers make and you make a, an exact point. And it's kind of like impaired driving, right? So people, every impaired driving collision, somebody chose to drive when they were impaired, right? Yep. Every distraction collision, somebody chose that distraction over paying attention to driving. So every one of them, in my book, it look, I, I look at that as it, it shouldn't have happened. It, it was a preventable crash. It should not have happened. So that's an excellent point you bring up. Yeah, that, that's the scary side of it is that when you look at it. So you guys have probably done Myers-Briggs or some kind of leadership profile or whatever. And you got thinkers and feelers, right? On the thinker side, the data, the data is all there that says this is a problem, right? We know we have a problem, the number, right? So there's hundreds of thousands of injuries, like 400,000 people every year hurt in distracted driving accidents. We know that something like three to 4,000 people die. So the facts are there. Now put on your heart side where you, where you feel and it's instinctive and you look and you can see the stories like a Stephen Kiefer who has the Kiefer Foundation and his son was killed in a distracted driving accident. There's a little girl, three years old in Austin, Texas, killed in a in a parking lot when she was going to watch her brother play a sport and a woman drove by distracted and killed her. The, the heartfelt pieces of the number of people impacted when you go, every one of those, Phil, was 100% preventable. Every one of them. You just had to make right. the decision, right, Bob, of I put the phone down and I don't drive distracted. And I heard this line, and it's a great one. We all love our kids. We all love our teenagers as they're growing up. Somebody said, hey, be the driver that you want your children to be. Because they don't right. listen to what you say. They watch what you do. 
be the driver that you want your kids to be, which means put the phone down and drive this rocket ship, you know, six, if you're driving a, a big SUV, a 5,000 pound rocket, that weapon, it, it, it's killing people every day. And look, here's the other thing, and I didn't mention this earlier, pedestrian deaths, way up. Bicycle deaths, way up. Passengers, not the distracted driver. Here's the, the, the pain point too. One out of two deaths, fatalities, are not the distracted driver. It's some poor soul that's in the seat next to him right. on a bicycle walking across the street. And, and it's scary. The numbers are just scary. And we got to do something. And we got to attack it from a bunch of different ways. So yeah, many you bring up points. Miriam. Okay, so many great points. Yeah. yeah. Mike, yeah. you know, my, my was, I was a cop. And I would, you know, stop people. And, and, and it seems it's the same violators, right? These people, you stop them, they're speeding, they're aggressive driving, whatever. Then their kids grow up and the kids are driving just like their parents were. And the parents are going, I don't know what to do. I don't, and I said, <clears throat> you set the tone. They're following your example. <clears throat> so it's, 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 it's exactly a point. And then also as far as the pedestrians, they're distracted on the phone as well. Exactly right. You know, they're walking right out in front of a car because they're, they're, they're engaged in their electronics. So there are so many problems that are being that are occurring. Listen, if you're near the road, just put the darn thing down. Totally agree. You know. Yeah. And and that's what's proven to be the hardest challenge. Um, you know, we mentioned addiction. You know, I, I'm not sure we got addicted to our phones during the lockdown. I think the moment they made a phone beep, uh, we got addicted <laughs> to it. If you remember the the what what was the. Uh, uh, what, what was the, the raspberry or what the, we called it the crackberry, the blackberry, yeah, the black, remember when the blackberries, blackberries first yeah. came yeah. out and it would constantly vibrate and it was on your hip and, and you just constantly had to check it. We've been programmed to be addicted to these devices since they, since they made them. Um, and, and we, we know there's technology out there. Apple has it built into their phone where you can turn it off when your vehicle's in motion. I don't know why Droid, you know, Android doesn't have it. You can use an app to do that, but that should you know, be defaulted. The funny too. part: there's been some uh, there's been some research done about kids and teenagers. Kids would rather give you the keys to their car and be punished by taking away the car than they would be by taking away your phone. It's like I can't oh, be geez. without my phone. I have to have my phone. So it's really interesting that when you look at that. That, you know, a kid, you, we both grew up in that era where mobility and you got your car. That was nirvana, man. I have my own wheels. I'm going. And kids today are like, you can have my car, but you can't take away my cell phone. It's, it's my connection. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and, you know, it's interesting because here's some of the other research that's on distracted driving. You, me, whoever, every time you drive distracted and you text or you do something, you get this other little bit of shot of confidence that, I'm a good driver. It won't happen to me. Hey, look, I'm I'm six. Mike Pitcher. I'm 64 years old. I got a great driving record. Hey, I'm a good driver, right? It only takes one time to change your family's life and the lives of other people. You know, they talk about the five second text on the highway. You're driving a hundred yards blindfolded. If you're looking down and you're only on your phone for five seconds, but that's all it takes, and you alter the lives of could be multiple people and families forever. And it's happening, again, it's happening every day. Phil, you were talking about law enforcement. 
I just did a conference where a guy walked up after I was talking about notifications and that it happens 10 times a day. Somebody comes and tells their family that somebody's not going to be home that day. A law enforcement guy, former law enforcement, walked up with, with tears in his eyes and said, Mike, you just brought back the memories of the toughest things I ever had to do. And yep. knocking on a door, and I know before they answer, I am going to negatively cr crush this person. It's going to ruin their lives forever because their love yep. is not coming back. And there's no text, no phone call, no message, no data that warrants that kind of pain that's inflicted on people that is 100% preventable. It didn't need to happen. I, I And Mike, I've said it before on this uh, podcast. I said, I wish I could take some people out to a crash scene, let them see it, smell it, and hear it, and then have them go with me to the home and talk to the family. Yeah. Because I'll tell you something, it would change the way they drive. It, it ruins lives. People learn how to cope, but they never get over it. So it, you're exactly, again, to spot on. Um, people need to understand. And these things happen in split seconds. I reconstruct crashes. And, and, and I always say, if I could give some people even a half a second or a quarter second of time, the vehicles miss, <clears throat> everybody goes home. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but there are how many seconds, seconds after seconds after seconds do we give away to distraction and and you're exactly right. So the confidence builds when you you get away with it. Yep. Like you do it, and nothing happened. Then you get away with it again and again and again. And then there's a time when you don't get away with it. Yep. And then there are other consequences. And as frequently, you see, the problem with 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 this distraction is the frequency of it. You know, people say, well, people eat while they're driving. Okay, pull up to an intersection, look around, see how many people are eating versus how many people. Or on their phones, yeah, and and there's the difference. It's the frequency of the violation. Bill, that is really funny because I have a few friends that you would know the names if I told you who they were, that mm -hmm. are in the fleet industry that continue to say, "Hey, Mike, you're this whole distracted driving crazy person on phone. Oh my God, you're all over it. What about these people that are eating a hamburger? What about these women that are putting on them?" And I'm like, I get it. That is dangerous behavior. But the point you're making, yes. look around when you're driving and what do you see you see that this device is attached to people's hands their hip they walk i i tell people this about the addiction so you're not addicted to your phone what's the only thing you take with you to the bathroom right what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning sitting next to you on your nightstand right and and it's just this whole thing Technology companies are spending billions and billions and billions of dollars to have us connected to these devices. And people are, right. it is an addiction. So we've got to attack it from multiple ways. Technology is a solution. People's a solution. And you guys know that, the, you know, the book I wrote on leadership, I define leadership as influence. And I say you influence people always. We as fleet professionals, are we willing to have the courage to have the conversations with people we work with, with our family, with our friends, by the way, with our Uber driver that says, hey, bud, drive me, just drive. I know you're looking at nav, but you don't need to be touching right. the screen and moving and taking calls or doing whatever you're doing. Just right. drive. Oh, we will. I took a I, I tell big them. ding on my Uber drive, uh, passenger rating because I told two drivers, <laughs> stop touching the phone and just drive me to the airport. 
And uh, yep, I do the same thing, Mike. I'm so glad to hear somebody else <laughs> is doing that. I'll tell the Uber driver. I've told taxi drivers, "Hey, you mind hanging up?" Yep. And they look at me. And I said, "You're driving me. You're distracted." And they look at me, and and I've had some. You know, they just keep talking. Yeah. You know, but I've never had an Uber driver say. You know, no, I won't hang up. They hang up yep. because they don't want to get dinked on their uh, review. Yep. So, yep, I, I do the same thing. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, you're a geek, buddy. You're one of us. I, look, <laughs> trust me, I am a safety geek. And, and those times I piss people off, right? Because I, you know, I tell people this, that when, when, when somebody picks up their kid, I got five grandkids. So I got I got skin in the game the highway, right? But I tell people, let me ask you a question. If somebody came to pick up your kids, and drive them to a soccer event or to the ball game, and they walked up to your house drinking whiskey, and then they did a few shots with you, and then said, "Okay, I got to take the kids away." How would you respond to that? You'd freak out. No way, your kids are going to get in that car. Do you have that same conversation with your neighbor, friend, or relative? Hey, do mm-hmm. me a favor. My whole life sitting in your back seat. Will you do me a favor and promise me that you won't text and drive and you won't be on your phone while you're driving my kids? Those conversations take courage, but people realize, and everybody, the most dangerous thing, Phil, you're out in California. The most dangerous thing you did was drive from the airport to the hotel. And right. and, and that's the most dangerous thing we do every day. If we can encourage yep. to have those conversations, that's why I was telling Bob when he asked, about this one-on-one conversations where you can influence somebody means all the difference. Let's fight this fight one guy at a time. Let the technology right. fix the technology. Let corporate policy deal with corporate policy. But us as fleet leaders, be those people out there going, hey, listen, I just want you to make sure you get home safely tonight. Yeah. Bob, isn't that the reason we start this? It, it, it is. And I have those conversations all the time. And Phil, we mentioned on a podcast um, even if it's not your responsibility to promote fleet safety, just make it your responsibility. Um, if, if, if you say that, well, fleet safety is not in my job description, that's health and safety. You're passing the buck. If you have a chance to talk to somebody and say, and tell them to, to drive safely, do it. Um, I try and get in front of my drivers as much as possible. Um, we talk about safety all the time. Um, whenever they tell me, well, Traffic's going 70, you know, we use telematics in some vehicles and they say, well, if I'm not going 75, I'm going to get run over. And I'm like, well, I don't want you going 75. Um, and they said, well, I have to pass this truck and then I have to brake check them just to turn, you know, turn off the beat. I'm like, why'd you pass the truck? I mean, exactly. why did you feel that you had to yep. go that fast? You know, we need to have these conversations all the time. Um, anything about safety whether it's using a phone, being distracted, or just, you know, not having, um, um, you know, safe practices. Uh, so you're absolutely right. That That's why we started this. And those are the conversations we want to have. So, you know, the, I think, I think as the National Safety Council says, their fight is about safer roads, safer vehicles, safer drivers. Well, we're doing stuff with our roads. We know darn good and well, the vehicles with uh, crash uh, avoidance systems, and the things that are there, we're getting safer cars. The one address thing that they're trying to address that I tell you is purely attitude is that safer driver. And that's understanding all those risks. And when you're in the seat driving, be the kid you want your teenage drive, be the driver that you want your teenagers to be and think about that 
it's an attitude thing that says, hey, look, I'm a safe driver. And then talk about it amongst your companies, your friends, your families. Spread the word. Uh, just real quick comment. AAA did a survey with teenagers. What influences their driving habits? Two things. Other teenagers and their parents. And so many parents, I included, I was the one guy going, don't text him, don't drive distracted, don't do this, don't do that. And my daughter said, Dad, why are you so emotional about this? And I said, don't you realize you could die? Da, 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 da. And she goes, Dad, you do it. That was the very moment that I decided I'm done. Because she can bake yeah, me, bud. <laughs> it, 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 watches you, your husband watches you. And yep. people watch you. And if you take the stand and even on a phone call comes in, Bob, you call me and go, hey, Bob, I'm in my car. Let me call you right back. Boom. Done. It's thing of right. half the calls we take are pure BS. And we wind up BSing on the phone for 20 minutes right. and bad things happen. And they happen yep. fast. So there's the issue. You know, drive like there are, you know, kids in the car all the time or the person sitting right next to you, driving right next to you has that child in the car. You don't want to hurt those children. Well, you know what? You don't want to hurt yourself either. The It, it, it ruins families. It ruins, it, it just, it wrecks people's lives. You see all the memorials alongside the highway. And I just, I mean, I start having flashbacks to, the, you know, to all the crashes. I mean, it's just, and it's happening every day, every minute. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a shame. Too many times a day. And again, one more time, preventable. None of those deaths, none of the, four, you know, 400,000 injuries. We talk about the deaths a lot. Right. But- about those right. life-changing, life-altering injuries that happen in a crash. Uh, right. it's, we can do better. But again, I think we need to attack it from a bunch of different angles, with a bunch of different people, with a bunch of different strategies. But uh, it's not going right. away. It's going the wrong way. And collectively, as fleet professionals, we really ought to be the leaders that are out there talking at our kids' schools, talking to children, talking to people we ride with, being that person that just says, hey, listen, know the facts and know that something can happen in seconds. Just put the phone down and drive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mike and Bob, I know both of you have you know, been in the fleet industry for a lot of years. There are certain organizations, certain companies that are have a, a fantastic driver safety you know, uh, programs up and running and, and, and they're known. You know, they have that culture, right? We as a society need that culture. We need to do better as a society. And Mike, you're just to your point, talk to your families and just keep beating the drum. We just have to keep beating the drum. And that's the whole reason we started this uh, Fleet Safety Geeks yeah, love- podcast. To just to get it, get the word out there and to have people like you, Mike, come on. It just, we, we appreciate hey, it. So we, we last totally little plug in, when you talk about we as fleet professionals, I did a, a, a conference a, about a week ago and someone was talking about leadership. Hey, look, it's the CEO's job. It's the vice president's job to be talking about safety. So a fleet professional watching this uh, podcast, one of the things that's really important is getting senior leadership involved. And it's an easy conversation. Hey, boss, you do want to ensure that all of our people get home safely every single day, don't you? Yes, I do. Will you participate and recognize some of the good drivers, some of the successes we have? Because when the CEO sends an email, 
or picks up, makes a phone call, or a VP of sales calls up and goes, hey, my sales guy, you've been three years without an accident. That gets around to everybody. Safety is not the safety director's job. It's his responsibility, but it's everybody's job to make sure our guys, our women get home safely every night. And when the senior level uh, leaders buy in, it makes everybody's job easier. And it's important. The objective is get home, everybody, get everybody home safely every single night so they can spend time with their loved ones and their kids. Perfect. Perfect message. Thank you. Yep. Fantastic. We, we need to hear that. Every company needs to hear it. Every, every CEO and senior manager executive with every company needs to hear that message. So thank you. That's perfect. Well, we try and keep these to about 30 minutes. I don't know if, if there was anything else you wanted to add, Mike. I mean, this is your opportunity to kind of, you know, uh, uh, add your platform and, and say anything that you can think of to um, add some value to our podcast, which we really appreciate. Sure. Um, I know you've given a presentation at, at NAFA and other other places. I don't know if we have time for that or if you want to Very get into time. that a little bit. Well, just just let me say this, that, you know, I, I do a keynote. I do two keynote presentations. I do one of them on the seven elements of leadership that I think you guys are familiar with. And I think everybody is a leader. Uh, I think influence is important. So fleet professionals are leaders in their organizations for because they influence the lives of so many other people. But I also do a keynote called How to Save a Life, and it's about distracted driving. And most people think that it's about how to save my life, right, because I'm the driver. It's not. It's about how to save the lives of the people we care about and love because they watch us. Be the driver you want your kids to be. Be the driver you want your spouse to be. Be the driver that you want your coworkers and friends to be. What I say is you influence other people all the time. They watch you. When you're in a company environment, if you're a safe driver and you take driving seriously and you're working with that rep and he gets on the phone while he's driving or she's driving, hey, man, put the phone down. I really, I know your wife. I know your kids. I never want to be the person that has to make that call. When I talk about how to save a life, it's how to save the lives of people we love and care about because they watch us all the time and be the driver you want them to be. That's the lives I'm interested in saving. As Phil said earlier, we may drive differently when no one's in the car with us. And if we don't show up, we definitely alter the lives of our family and friends because we're not there and we chose to engage in some pretty reckless behavior. Be the driver you want others to be. That's my wrap. Perfect. Appreciate that so much. Thank you. And thanks for what you guys do. I, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a safety geek, I just wanted to say, you know, I've watched news. <laughs> I, I kind of texted with Aaron Gilchrist. And there's, there's stuff that's out there with people like us that fight the good fight. All I'll tell you is this. Stay in the fight. It's a good fight. Stay in. Use your passion. Use your connections. We can indeed make a difference. Geeks unite. Geeks <laughs> unite. Hey, by the way, Phil, I know you said you Eagles. I don't know if you can see that, but my LSU Tigers. I see LSU. Yeah, I see that. I see that. <laughs> I have a friend who uh, is a big LSU fan. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Nice. 
Well, well, Mike, thank you again. Phil, thank you as always. I'm just going to do a quick sign off here. So uh, anybody that's watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe um, and share it with others. Let people know it's a good place to, to find this. We do have a video option. And if you're listening to this on an audio podcast platform, such as Apple, Google, or Spotify, please subscribe so that you can be notified of future episodes. If you'd like to reach out to me or Phil, you can find us um, on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn and send us a message if you'd like to be a guest or have a suggestion for an episode. Um, with that, I'm going to say thank you, Phil. Thank you, Mike, for uh, uh, being a guest on this episode. It's always a great message. Um, it's always great to hear from you, and I'm, I'm glad you could make it today. So thank you so much. My pleasure, and thanks for the invitation. All right. Thanks, Take Mike. care. Well, with that, everybody, have a good week, and we'll talk soon.